0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts will be a match. I promise. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. When the Santa Ana winds blow in Southern California, everyone takes notice. To many in the region, writers, singers, poets, and everyone else, they're a harbinger, mostly of no good. Scientifically speaking, the Santa Anas are something else entirely, a perennial natural phenomenon whose future effects are now warped by a warming planet. Climate scientist Alexander Gershinov, uh, with the Scripps Institution of Oceanography at UC San Diego, told the university's news service in early 2019, climate change has been projected to lengthen the dry season in California and other Mediterranean climate regions making vegetation more likely to remain dry into December. These changes, together with the projected lessening of early-season Santa Ana winds, suggest that Southern California's wildfire season could shift toward winter. Longer, more dangerous dry seasons, wildfires raging later in the year, changes in the winds. It's potentially dramatic stuff. It might seem the stuff of Hollywood. but Let's back up a step. Santa Ana winds are dry and warm winds from the Great Basin, an area that incorporates large parts of the states of Nevada and Utah. The winds start in the basin's inland deserts, uh, east and north of Southern California, and then flow downward, taking a turn toward the Pacific Ocean. The Santa Anas are usually, but not always, late-year winds that form when the weather is cooler in the Great Basin. They don't begin in hot deserts. They actually start off as cool winds and are pushed towards Southern California by high-pressure systems. But as the winds head down slope, they get both warmer, because air generally heats up as it descends, and drier. Air only a mile above your head right now, maybe some 30 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than the air around you. In metric, that's the difference, say, between 21 degrees Celsius where you are and 38, some 1,600 meters up. It doesn't take much of an altitude change to make a difference. Because of this, and a number of other circumstances, the Santa Anas have a reputation. These winds most often whip into Southern California during the driest part of the year, providing a metaphoric bit of gasoline to the already fire-ready tinder in the area. For example, in December of 2017, the Santa Anas fueled the largest fire in Southern California's history, the Thomas Fire, which burned 440 square miles, that's 11,000 square kilometers, in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties. The winds also fanned the flames of the October 2007 and 2003 wildfires. And all of these have caused serious damage to property and the people and wildlife that live there, from the fires themselves, but also from smoke. According to a paper published in the journal Geophysical Research Letters in 2016, the frequency of Santa Ana wind events is actually decreasing and may drop by an average of 18% by the end of the 21st century. This is largely because the Great Basin will have fewer days of the cold weather that's necessary to form the winds. Though that may sound like good news, it's not. The Santa Anas will still have a busy period, as they do now, and it will come in the peak of a later, possibly longer, wildfire season. That peak will shift from October into November and the early winter months, which could lead to bigger wildfires that burn longer. As a weather phenomenon that's unique to Southern California, the Santa Anas have long been associated with a certain feel. Novelist Raymond Chandler, a longtime SoCal resident famed for detective stories like The Big Sleep, described a windy Santa Ana night in his 1938 short story, Red Wind. Quote, On nights like that, every booze party ends in a fight. Meek little wives feel the edge of the carving knife and study their husbands' necks anything can happen. You can even get a full glass of beer at a cocktail lounge. On the other hand, Santa Ana's can sweep out impurities in the air, provide welcome warmth, and offer bright blue skies and stunning sunsets in the winter. The Beach Boys took this more upbeat look at the winds in their song, Santa Ana Winds." Fill my sails, O desert wind, and hold the waves high for me. Then I will come and test my skill, where the Santa Ana winds blow free. Still, to many residents in the area, the Santa Anas have an ominous feel to them. Essayist Joan Didion wrote in her essay, The Santa Anas, published as part of Los Angeles Notebook in Slouching Towards Bethlehem in 1969, I have neither heard nor read that a Santa Ana is due, but I know it, and almost everyone I have seen today knows it too. We know it because we feel it. The baby frets. The maid sulks. I rekindle a waning argument with the telephone company, then cut my losses and lie down, given over to whatever it is in the air. To live with the Santa Ana is to accept, consciously or unconsciously, a deeply mechanistic view of human behavior. Whatever lies in store for the Santa Anas, and all they reap is still a matter for the future. But for now, the warm, dry winds continue to blow, the citizens of Southern California can feel it. Today's episode is based on the article What Are the Santa Ana Winds?" on HowStuffWorks.com written by John Donovan. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.